Sid, Gino, Jake, Rusty, Tanger. All five of them over the boards for Power Play 1. It would seem to be the one thing you can cement in stone about the coming season. And maybe, you know what? Maybe it just shouldn't be. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. It's been automatic. It's been reflexive that Mike Sullivan... And, of course, last year, Todd Reardon, his assistant coach who's in charge of the power play, utilized the same five guys no matter what. And to some extent, of course, it's understandable. Look at the names. Look at the achievements. Look at the fuss you'd kick up if any of the stars, in particular, were removed. But if there's one lesson that should have been learned regarding the power play from this past season, it's that one guy showed up on that unit and suddenly scored all the goals. And it wasn't any of the names I just mentioned. It was Jared McCann, of course. McCann showed up as a left-handed shot who actually occasionally shot. He released the puck. He put the puck on net. And he's got a pretty good shot. It's not a great shot, but he's got a pretty good one. The only thing that separated his shot from all the others is that he utilized it. He wasn't always looking for some backdoor pass. He wasn't always looking for something behind the back, one touch, anything super clever or fancy. He got the puck, usually above the left circle, as a left shot and went totally old school in just letting it fly. Wow, nuts, right? But that's, you know... That's kind of what power plays are always about, especially when they slump, especially when they falter. What is the one and only directive you ever, ever, ever hear from a coach and from the players themselves whenever the power play isn't working? Well, we're just going to get out there and shoot the puck and score some ugly goals, and we're just going to shoot the puck and score some ugly goals and set some screens and whatever else here. No one says, hey, you know that really super fancy play that we were working on? We really need to execute that thing a lot better. No one, no one, no one, 0.00% of the hockey population sees that as a viable solution. So McCann came along and did this one simple thing that transformed the whole look and feel of the way the power play functioned. Players on the rink started to look for McCann. They started to take a moment and say, hey, where is he? Where is he? And get him the puck and let him shoot it. That's how hockey works 
it's not all that different than basketball in that sense. Is you're going for the hot hand. You're going for the guy who feels like taking that shot. And that was McCann. And I'm going to repeat here, for effect, McCann's shot is very good. Not great. You know whose shot is great? Who also happens to be on this roster? Yeah, Kasperi Kapanen. You know who never got onto power play one last season? Yeah, Kasperi Kapanen. Now, some of that's on him. There's always multiple components to this sort of thing. It's never just you know, the coach decided this, uh, the coach didn't give him the proper opportunity or whatever. The fact of the matter is, if Kapanen really started to light it up in all situations, 5-on-5 five five and everything else, the way he's capable, you wouldn't be able to keep him off the power play. So let's make sure that the player has his share of the responsibility here. That said, look at that shot. And it is a right shot, unlike McCann's, which with all these lefty superstars on the rink, would work beautifully, possibly even as a trigger guy atop the left circle, which is something that the Penguins haven't had in a bazillion years. Like, probably not since Mario was parked over there. And no, don't say Phil Kessel, because Phil couldn't shoot a one-timer to save his life. I would love to see a shakeup. Not for shakeup purposes, not to send some kind of message to Sid and whoever. That'd be ridiculous. I mean a shakeup from the standpoint, uh, very similar, really, to what McCann did. Where you put a guy out there and everybody knows why that player is on the rink. And they know that when they get the puck to that player, there's going to be a singular result. That changes the whole look, the whole feel, again, of what the power play is. Not just to you but to the opponent, to the opposing goaltender, they respect that there's a player on the rink who's going to gun it. And when I think of gunning, even though Kapanen is capable of a lot of different things on a sheet of ice, beyond shooting, I think of Kapanen. I think he can be that guy. I think he would embrace that role. And if you're looking to lift up one player to have some big mega breakout type season up front, who would it be? It would be Kapanen. So go ahead, give him this too, individually. Say, listen, we expect you to be a 40-goal guy, but we also understand we got to do our part. We can't just wish for you to be a 40-goal guy and then give you nothing but five-on-five five shifts. We're going to put this on you, but we're going to give you the stage. We're going to give you the opportunity to play with great players for a minute 20, a minute and a half, whatever it is that PP1 usually gets when they go out there, and we want you to let it fly. We don't want you to overthink anything. Grip it and rip it. The moment you start overpassing, the moment you start looking for backdoor stuff or whatever, you're out of there. But we want you to do this. 
What's so bad about that? Who would come off? That's always the big question. Well, the first component to that is that Evgeny Malkin would be missing from the opening part of the season, so there's a chance that Jeff Carter will be out there, which, is, again, is a positive, certainly in this context. Talk about grip it and rip it. He's a shooter. But I don't know that you have Carter as your, you know, 40-goal guy at age 36, okay? You still want to have that additional bonus of bringing the best out of Kapanen. I would take Brian Rust off. I would seriously consider it. I really would. And I don't say that with anything but the greatest of respect for everything that he brings. Rusty is not a guy who's going to be any kind of a threat, certainly not with one-timers over there. He's going to score goals for you some other way. But let's be real here. When you go over the goal scoring statistics on the power play over the past two years, everyone's numbers are low. Jake Gensel himself shouldn't be any kind of sacred cow on the power play. If you're out there with the man advantage, you've got to put the puck in the net, certainly as a winger. So, again, just be open-minded. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, be open-minded to two concepts. One, that the power play could have somebody on it who's a shooter. Two, to bringing the best out of Kapanen. Both seem like pretty worthwhile causes. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's always brought to you on this program by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And if you'd like to contribute to that worthy cause, you can do so by going to pittsburghfoodbank.org. One dollar from you is all it takes to provide five full meals. That's how efficient they are. One dollar Five full meals, pittsburghfoodbank.org. Today's question comes from John Linder, who asks, Here comes a knuckleball in the wind. When Sidney Crosby retires one day, hopefully no time soon, do you see him as someone who might become a minority owner of the Penguins, keep his name in the organization, and help Mario steer the ship for years to come? You know, John, I have this reflexive response to questions like this where I just say, no, absolutely not. The athletes always just go riding off into the sunset and they're never heard from again. But then there's Sid. And this is an individual, you have to understand, who has one real thing in his life. This is not a criticism. This is just how he is. And it's hockey. He lives, eats, sleeps, breathes, everything's hockey. It's who he is all the way to the core. If this sounds, you know, hokey or sappy or whatever, so be it. It's the truth. It's the truth. I can't picture a day in the life of Sidney Patrick Crosby at any age in which he isn't intensely involved in hockey. So if there were to be some kind of post-career setup for him in life, 
I don't think it would be something along the lines of what you just saw in Milwaukee where the NBA star there, I don't know his name, the, the guy that just helped them win the championship there, bought a stake in the Milwaukee Brewers. We're seeing a little bit of that happen in sports. Guys that have a ton of money and think, hey, you know, I can also be an owner. I can't be one in my own league unless I'm Mario Lemieux, but I can be, I can be an owner. So they buy a stake, they buy a little portion, and they sit in owner's suites, and they're an owner, and that's that's not Sid. Sid would actually want to be emotionally invested. And what could be a better fit for that than the Pittsburgh Penguins? I don't mean to speak for him, and I am absolutely unequivocally not sharing with you something that I'd heard, okay? So I don't want this to sound like, whoa, DK thinks he's going to be... No, 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 okay? this That's not this. That's not this. But you asked a question, and whether or not it seems like something that could happen, yeah, I could see that. I also could see uh, both Mario and Ron Burkle being interested in something like that, some kind of arrangement moving forward. Just that that's just that's good stuff, John. In fact, you know what? Go run it past Sid. I think it sounds great. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do this again tomorrow. Hey.